Peace, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. This is definitely how I'm feeling. KOD, J. Cole, Motivate. Definitely one of the hottest albums that came out in 2018. A lot of great music came out in 2018. Now that I think about it, Nipsey Hussle, ASAP, Travis. A few mixtapes here and there, Wiz. So yeah, 2018 was definitely the year of music. Kid Cudi definitely had a few songs on there. Out of the seven, I say I like like three or four. And I'm not the biggest Cudi fan, but I respect his energy. <laughs> Excuse me. And I respect um, how he carries himself with his personal demons and things like that. So I got to definitely congratulate a man that can stand on his own. But yes, 2018 was definitely the year of music. As always, I got to give a shout out to the ancestors if I haven't already. How you been, family? Definitely been over a week. Um, you know, we in the school year. We in, uh, we in mode. We in beast mode. So we trying to take care of these babies. And, um, you know, give them a little, give them a bright light and a dull moment, you know. So that's where my attention has been lately. But nonetheless, I'm in good spirits. I'm in good health. Hopefully you are too. Tonight we don't. Let me get out. Let me get the um, housekeeping out the way. Two ways you can find this platform: Anchor app, iTunes slash podcast. The information is free, so is the app. Download the app. Type in Thirty Talk in the search bar. There you'll find a melanated man holding half his head up, with a crown underneath. That crown represents our royalty, cause I got loyalty and royalty inside my DNA. Click, like, subscribe. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. Keep your notifications on. I think that's all the logistics. So tonight, we have a slew of things. <laughs> yes, we just have a few things that I want to cover. This is not a free rant. You can always tell the difference between a free rant and an actual installment when I play music. Because that means I've sat with the information for some time to make sure that what I'm articulating or disseminating comes across not perfect, but perceivable and understandable. So hopefully I do just that. To move forward, I kind of want to go into current events, but then I kind of want to play another song. And the two songs that I'm starting out with... Um, J. Cole and the one I'm getting ready to play is because this is how I'm feeling going into this installment. I feel like motivating and I feel like what the song is about to entail. So to me, this installment is going to really showcase whether I'm running my mouth or moving in a direction. And I think these two songs are like the intros to my installment. So this is Right Now by Baby and Young Thug.
That's Lil Baby and Young Thug. just like a moment it's like a feeling I know plenty of us out here feel like this so it's like let's try to find what we need right now and move forward let's make let's make great of what we have right now Yes, I think Lil Baby and Gunna got a new mixtape out right now. I think it's called Drip Harder. I was definitely working out to it earlier and it was, it was jamming. Definitely got, they about to have a fall on Smash. So that's Drip Harder, Lil Baby and Gunna. But what you just heard was Lil Baby featuring Young Thug right now. So that is, you know, that's how I'm feeling. I feel like motivating and I feel like getting it right now. So tonight's installment, excuse me, is going to reflect that. But before we get into that, um, the current event that kind of ties into tonight's topic has to do with perspective or perception or point of view. You know what I'm saying? So the things and the examples and the references that I'll be using will be reflecting or surrounding point of view. So the reference that I'll be using is something that I came across on another podcast, Urban X podcast on YouTube. That's where I listen to the information. I don't want to feel as though that I'm, you know, taking credit for something that isn't mine, but this is public information nonetheless. So I was listening to them and they were going over their trending topics and whatnot. And this one just stood out to me. So then I had to do my own research because I'm just not a fool. I'm just not going to go off what somebody tells me. That's when fake news is spread. So I said, hold up. Let me, let me delve deeper a little bit into that one. So on my own, I looked, at, I looked up this topic. And where I'm going to be reading the information from is going to be from Essence Magazine. I guess Essence Magazine on the Internet. And the title reads, National Museum of African American History and Cultures Issues Statements on Backlash Over White Hip-Hop Curator. Now, a curator is an individual that kind of oversees exhibits in a, in a museum because a museum has multiple exhibits. So a curator makes sure, well, a curator looks at one specific exhibit in the entire museum. So in this case, the National Museum of African-American Histories and Cultures, which is located in the Chocolate City, D.C., for the ones who don't know, the person who curates the hip-hop exhibit is a white woman. I bet you 10 out of 10 people didn't know that, unless you're big up on current events and things of that nature. So I'll say seven. I would say seven out of 10 people did not know this because I will be one of those seven. And the fact that I haven't been to the museum yet, this just makes me feel some type of way, but we're gonna stay on topic. 
So, yes, and the woman's name, believe it or not, is Timothy Ann Burnside. <laughs> yes, the woman's name is Timothy. And she loves hip-hop. So, she is the hip-hop curator of the National African American History Arts Museum, something, all those good words put together. So I would think that an individual of some type of colored descent would at least run the hip hop segment because we already know that Caucasian Americans have their foot in a lot of things that are generated by melanin culture. But we, well, we, I can't, well, yes, I'm going to include everybody. I know 10 or 9 brown people that can be qualified for this job. Not saying that this woman isn't. I'm going to get to my point in a second. So I just wanted to resonate right now that the National Museum of African American Histories and Cultures hip-hop exhibit is curated by a white woman. Now, am I saying that every exhibit in that museum is curated by a Caucasian individual? I don't know. Maybe that can be homework for somebody. Let me know. Let's do the research together. Let's see who curates each section of the National Museum of African American History so we can see who's putting out the information about our culture or the culture that we claim. So I will let you guys do your own research on her in particular and why this is such a big deal, but I'm going to leave that alone and move into why I use this as a point of reference going into our installment. I don't have a title yet. Maybe point of view. I don't know yet. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about perspective. So this, what, this is what I got to thinking, you know? I started thinking, I said, you know what? What if the Jewish community wanted to open up a national museum for their history and culture? And they were to find out that an individual of German descent was the curator of a specific exhibit in that museum. How do you think that community would feel? Or would feel? How do you think they would feel? Yes, I think that's the proper terms. Excuse me. <laughs> so if the Jewish community wanted to open up a Holocaust museum and they needed a qualified curator, do you think that that museum would hire a qualified German curator? knowing what the history of the Germans did to the Jewish community at one point in history? Let's take it a step further. God forbid if in this forsaken land that we call America that the KKK wanted to have their own National Museum of KKK history and culture. And they hired a well-qualified, melanated man or woman to run their lynching exp expose. How do you think they'll feel? <laughs> so from my point of view, from my perspective, just being personal for a second, I kind of find it hard to believe that they would accept those individuals in those positions. So now let's try to make that resonate with us. How, it makes me feel some type of way. I'm going to be honest. And I'm not judging this woman based on her being a woman kind of basing it on the fact that she's white. But it's simply because that I would think at least they find somebody of color to at least run the hip hop expose or the exhibit in the museum. 
because I'm pretty sure there's more qualified, not more, just as qualified, because I don't want to diminish hers. And I don't want to sound like a hater, but I got to be real at the same time. And then the Essence Magazine definitely broke down the article that feeds both sides of the argument because it's media. So you will get to see other people's opinions so you don't have to just solely judge mine. <laughs> but yes, it makes me feel some type of way because we're moving into perspective. How do you think that makes... I'm sorry. How do you think that... How, what am I trying to say? What kind of perception does that make? The fact that we created a culture that's like a billion dollar culture and yet we have very little stakes in it. And as the years go on, our stake gets smaller and smaller. So the perception of what it looks like that is hip hop culture is quote unquote African-American quote unquote black culture. But as the years go on, you see less and less brown skinned individuals in position that aren't only performers. <laughs> We have plenty of those performers. What about the people in the leadership position or the curating position? So these are the things we need to think about when we're trying to create a culture or stand by a culture or have a culture have a true definition of us. Because, again, I don't know if Miss Timothy and Burnside is qualified for it. I'm not taking away none of her qualifications. She probably know more about something than I do. I just know I would rather see a brown face in a high place than somebody holding a position curating information that our grandfathers, great uncles and things of that and people of that nature generated for us. That's just what I think. But nonetheless, you know, it is what it is. So this is like the current event segment that's leading into what we're getting ready to talk about tonight, which is perspective. So after Camden, I'm sorry, after Camden Square by Butcher Brown, we're going to get it in. Feels good, doesn't it? Natural sounds is good for the brain waves. It's good for the body. You need to hear actual instruments play, not just the 808s and heartbreaks playing. You feel me? 20 more seconds, good family. quick interlude we talked about a current event that's going on about the backlash of a Caucasian female individual being the head hip-hop curator of the let me get the title right National Museum of African-American History and Culture 
located in the Chocolate City, which was once termed District of Columbia. <laughs> I mean, a, t a city that was called District of Columbia coined Chocolate City. I did it wrong on purpose, but nonetheless, it was something that gave me perspective. And the example that I gave was if a qualified German individual wanted to run an exhibit of the Holocaust Museum, how would the Jewish community feel? And I just wanted to reiterate that because perspective is big. If we don't change the perception of the melanated community, things like this will continue to happen. So what we're going to talk about tonight is how to change our perspective of ourselves so then that way we can reflect something greater to the masses. How we do that is change our views from pessimism to optimism. Being optimistic shows you are open to possibilities and new realities. I talk about truth, reality, and fact all the time. And what I often discuss is we have to learn how to differentiate the three. Your truth isn't my truth. So in turn, your reality isn't my reality. But there's one thing that will always remain the same, regardless if it's your truth or my truth, or your reality and my reality, are the facts. We can no longer hide from the facts. So if we want to change the perspective of ourselves, we have to change the fact or keep it 100. Be honest with ourselves. Understand that if we continue to mask something, we will forget how it looks. But forgetting how it looks doesn't make it disappear. So we have to be cognizant and aware of what's going on around us so we can be open to new possibilities and new realities. We have to also build our self-efficacy. Word I just learned today. We have to learn how to build our own self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is the belief in our ability to exercise control over specific events in life. And I was like, where was this word three years ago? <laughs> I needed to hear this. So I can only imagine another individual who needs to hear the same thing. Because one thing that I often put on my Instagram page is each one teach one. We can no longer hoard the information because then it will just become junk in a corner. You feel what I'm saying? And then it becomes useless when this information is so useful. So it's, it, it becomes certain, I would, I would think it will become certain or like um, prominent or pertinent that we make do with the information that's available. We have smartphones in our pocket, but we only use it for entertainment. So I'm thinking like, we can be so much more, so much more, <laughs> we can be much further along if we utilize the things that were in front of us. So self-efficacy should help us understand or exercise the ability to control specific events in our lives. Sometimes those events could be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they can cause trauma, you feel what I'm saying? Where we don't want to look at that moment anymore. We don't want to be cognizant of it anymore. So we, we'll mask it, we'll just throw it in the corner. But it'll still be there. 
Think of it as like poo in a corner. Just because you put a paper, a piece of newspaper over it, doesn't mean you don't still smell it. Eventually, you have to address that shit <laughs> in the corner because it starts to fester, it starts to stink, it starts to spread throughout the house. Then now you have an infestation problem. And that's what changes our perspective because we let something sit for so long, it festers. It starts to stink, not just in the corner, but other places in our temple, our home, our place of peace, or supposed to be. Another word that I looked up was deter. Deter means discourage from something by instilling doubt or fear of consequence. So then when I was just like shooting the breeze or running my mouth, getting ready for this installment, I was like, deter sounds like another word. And what came to me was detour. Deter and detour are the same thing. Because if we call our life a journey or consider it on road to something, sometimes when we have a long journey, we take what? Not shortcuts, but detours <laughs> to kind of go around something. But you can't avoid everything. When we look at perspective, the more things you avoid, the less things you address, right? So if we're trying to change the perspective, if I'm not addressing specific things, how am I changing the perspective? Our point of view will never change if we're always ducking and dodging something. You feel what I'm saying? And I say that to me also because there was a time when I was ducking and dodging a lot of things and wondering why I was still in the same place because I was taking detours. I was... um taking shortcuts, you feel me? Trying to get there faster, but end up taking longer. How crazy is that? We have to also start practicing how to face small fears. One thing my man say all the time, we have to grow 1% each day. That's true. We, we put our phone on the charger 20 minutes later, it's on 100%. That's not real life. We need to sit much longer than 20 minutes in order for us to change our perspective, but then also change the perspective we have of ourselves. So in order for us to change the perspective of ourselves, it's going to take longer than 20 minutes, especially if we were taking detours and deterring from a lot of things we should have been addressing. Start small, remain consistent. Consistent is the word you're going to probably hear me say for the rest of this year because I need to hear it for myself. Because consistency is what shows dominance. Because it shows that you're not weak or flimsy. I don't wanna offend anybody, you understand? But something that I always say is that the only thing consistent in this world today is inconsistency. So me as an individual, if I want to stand out, if I want the perception of me to look a certain kind of way, only speaking about myself, I have to remain consistent. So what, I try to, so what I try to do is encourage others to be consistent because you get better results that way. I think another phrase somebody broke it down to me was you catch bees better with honey, not vinegar. Right. So we got to um, portray something that's inviting, not um, reflecting. You feel what I'm saying? We have to project something that's responsive so then that way we can receive what we're asking for. We also have to develop a sense of coherence. 
for the individuals who are not familiar with the word coherence. Coherence means the ability of being logical and consistent. The ability of being logical and consistent. So there are two terms that go along with coherence. It's manageability and meaningfulness. So manageability is the belief that we have the resources available to meet and manage the development, sorry, to meet and manage the demands we encounter. Manageability is the belief that we have the resources available to meet and manage the demands we encounter. We have to have the ability to manage. Those are two words that kind of form together to create a different purpose. Manage being one of them. We have to utilize the time that we have. That's why you have managers, shift managers. You understand? Because during that specific amount of time, I have to make sure that everything's running smoothly. But we can't look at our lives as shifts. We have to look at it as a journey. That's why they always say it's a marathon, not a race. This is, this is a 24-hour shift, not just an 8-hour shift to correlate the two. So for us as individuals who are willing to grow and change our perspective, not just of ourselves, but what is surrounding us, we have to learn how to be more manageable of our abilities. And we also have to understand that how we move has meaning. Meaningfulness is the belief that trail, I'm sorry, meaningfulness is the belief that trials in life have meaning, which must mm, which must be confronted. I must be feeling it because I'm getting in my jam. Excuse me, family. Meaningfulness is the belief that trials in life have meaning, which must be confronted. So just because we come across hardship doesn't, mm, hardship doesn't mean we don't have to look at it negatively. We can also look at it as if it means something. That maybe that this hardship was the only way that we could learn something. That maybe if we had learned it any other way, it would have very little significance. So we had to learn it this way. I like that meaningfulness part because the society that we live in with the powers that be try to make it seem as make it seem as if that nothing has meaning. That everything that you can that everything that you do, you can do it ten times over and still get the same result. I don't want reheated. <laughs> I don't want stovetop. I want cuisine. You understand? I don't want re-rock. Oh, damn. I don't, oh, man. I don't want to go down the wrong... <laughs> I don't want to go down the wrong path. We stand away from the drug talk on this platform, even though, you know, you know what you know. If you know, you know. Shout out to Pusha T. But yes, if you know certain things, you know certain things. I just had a thought. Excuse me, family. Quick tangent, because we're almost done here. Um, when I was thinking about like the rap beefs that we had this year, the rap beefs that we had this year, the um, Pusha T, Drake, the Eminem, MGK, and whatever else there was this year, those are the only ones that really stick out to me right now. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder what political events were going on around the same time those rap beefs was going on. Because from my perspective, from my point of view, I see those rap beefs as distractions. 
So like as a community 30 talk, let's do the research between the time periods of those rap beefs and what political things were happening around those times. So we can see what we weren't paying attention to. Now, I'm going to say that I wasn't paying attention to the rap beef. Well, I was paying attention to uh, Pusha T's and Drake's because Pusha's my man, Lord willing. I know almost every word on that album. So I was really in, um, what's the word? It's a good word. I'm looking for it. It kind of slipped my mind. I mean, God dang it. I was interested in seeing how Pusha T was going to address it. And so, yeah, that's why I, I kind of gave it my all. But that Eminem, MGK, that's white on white crime. I, I, I ain't paying too much attention to that. So what I want us to do is, in your spare time, amongst whatever you're doing, let's see what political events was happening around the same time that Pusha T and Drake was beefing and Eminem and MGK was beefing. To close this out, how to change our perspective or how to portray a different perspective for ourselves as individuals, we have to build mental stamina. Mental stamina. We're, we're very spiritual people. We're very emotional people. But we, we lack, we don't lack, we slack on the mental side that makes us human beings and or light beings. And our mentality controls our perspective because how we think is how we view. If I think a certain kind of way, when I look at something, these are the things that I'm going to think when I see it. So when we build mental stamina, we kind of learn how to look at things outside of how it's perceived because it can be shown one way, but that doesn't mean that's what we're supposed to be seeing. So with mental stamina, by building mental stamina, it shows us that we have the capabilities to see things outside of the meaning that is trying to be portrayed. How we do that is by planning for setbacks. We have to understand that this ain't going to be no smooth trail. You feel me? There's going to be hardships. There's going to be moments in time when we slip, fall, or fumble, but we can't remain in those states. So what we do is plan for setbacks. What we also have to do when we're planning for setbacks, planning for setbacks is think positively. We can't let these negative thoughts run rapid, right? Because then we will only think that that's how it's supposed to be, and it's not. Because in all actuality, if we want something to change, we have to make that change. Growth requires discomfort. It's just what it is. So if we look at the, if we look at that discomfort as something like a burden or um, boulders on our shoulders, we ain't gonna move nowhere. We're um, mentally blocking ourselves. We're not building nothing, we're blocking something. We have to read more. It's just important. You know, I say it all the time to the kids, like you guys playing at Fortnite four hours out of the day, you ain't did nothing to build anything. Quite frankly, you're making somebody else rich. You keep talking about you getting money, but you keep spending X amount of dollars on them sleeves and stuff. And you talking about getting money. You already in the habit of spending, and you don't even know it <laughs> because of what your perception is, because of what your perspective is, child that's playing Fortnite. You know who you are. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to you. Um, there's, a, there's like two or three students that actually listen to my 
30 Talk installments. They give me the, um, you know, the songs that they want to hear or the artists at least. So then I play the songs that I like from those artists. So yeah, shout out to y'all. But yes, you, gotta, you have to change your perspective as well. If you keep talking about getting money, but you keep spending money, think about that. We have to also check our self-validation, right? We have to validate ourselves before we look for validation for someone else. That's just the honest to goodness truth. If we don't like how we look, ain't nobody going to like the way we look, okay? And that's just what it is. So mental stamina should not allow, I'm sorry, mental stamina should not be blocked or hindered simply because of somebody else's views of you. If you like how you feel and you like how you're walking, then God damn it, keep walking. But if you allow somebody to tell you that your stride sucks, that I don't like the way you walk and you change your walk, then you never really liked it in the first place. You was waiting for somebody to tell you that they liked it in order for you to like it. We don't want to be that type of person. Here at 30 Talk, we are victors, not victims. And with that being said, we have to practice strength under stress. It's important because the environment that we live in, I'm sorry, the environment that we live in based on the people who control it are constantly putting us under stress. And we feel as though that we're not strong enough to endure, so we succumb to those stressors. We shouldn't have to do that. We are light beings. We are bigger than what is going on in front of us. So we have to improve the perspective of ourselves in order for people to respect the perception that we put forth, right? And that comes with evaluating your core beliefs. If you have, if you're putting your all into something and it's not giving you the same, if not more in return, you need to change that shit. Excuse me for cussing. But at the end of the day, we can't keep blaming everything and everyone and every energy else except the energy that we put out. That's the one energy that has to be held responsible first is the energy that we possess. So if your energy, not speaking about anybody in particular, I don't like saying you or yours. I like to say we. If our energy is not positive or radiant, nobody's going to want to stand around it. It's cold over there. He always wants some other sh over there. Nah, we ain't going over there. We're going to go over here where it's sunny, warm, and vibrant. People like sunny, warm, and vibrant because that's where our indigenous ancestors came from. So we like warm and vibrant. That also um, translate over to our energies. So we have to make sure that we have a positive and strong and vibrant energy. So here we are, the end of this road, the end of this thought. We're looking at point of view, we're looking at perspective. We're trying to build our own self-efficacy. We're trying to change our sense of coherence so that we're using the ability to, mm, so we are using the ability to be logical and consistent. If anything that I said tonight, the one thing that I want you to take from or take from it is that the only thing consistent these days is inconsistency. So if you want to stand out, you got to be consistent. To close this out, I have Autumn by Javier Santiago. I'm your host, Him Not Them. If you want to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG, Fiasco Rose on the Facebook. And if you really want to talk to me, if you really want to talk to me, you got to talk to me 30. This is Autumn by Javier Santiago.